Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I'll have a plan. Um, definitely have a plan. And, and I always um, allow for, for spontaneous things to happen and, and yeah. for unscripted things to happen. You, you have to leave space for that. Um, mm-hmm. And as I mentioned before, like um, a lot of the, a lot of the best stuff you capture is stuff that you didn't even plan for. Um, I find anyway, like, yeah. you know, I make these plans for these elaborate things to happen and scenes and, 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 and then something else happens. that's even 10 times, hundred times better, you know, yeah. than I could have even planned. Um, yeah. so yeah, that happens a lot actually. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding graves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. Dylan, along with Joanna, make the acclaimed wedding and elopement photography and filmmaking team, The Kitcheners, who are based in our beloved country of Scotland. And it's our privilege to host one half of the duo, Mr. Dylan Kitchener, to finally award him with the accolade of being the most pestered podcast guest. (laughs) We are, of course, going to be talking photography to glean any insight as to how the team translate the beauty and passion from unions into their stills portfolio with the perfection that they do. But as filmmakers, we'll be diving deeper into the filmmaking aspects of this creative's process and showing you exactly what goes into producing one of their films. This episode is, of course, sponsored by Jack and for a limited time by 210 Co. But I'll get on to that a little bit later in the show. Greg, what are we drinking? Oh, I've got a pot of coffee here, but you said you had another gift for me. What have you got? <laughs> so um, I, I'm, uh, I've edited the first two episodes of our farm series, our photography farm series. Uh, so because Neil Thomas Douglas and because Rebecca Carpenter were drinking uh, Coke Zeros, I brought you a Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, you didn't even do that right into the... Hang on. Sorry. Oh, wait. Now, Neil mentioned doing this on a TikTok, so maybe I can do this for a TikTok. Ooh, that was a good crack. <laughs> Beautiful. <clears throat> oh, nice. For you, Neil. For you, Rebecca. <laughs> and we're joined this morning by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. How are you doing? Hi. Great, guys. Excellent. How are you guys going? Yeah, good, thanks. Great. That's good. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Uh for joining us like I mentioned in the intro that we were going to award you with the, the accolade of most pestered guest and I, I, that's honestly I mean there's no award really um, but seriously you are the most <laughs> pestered podcast I mean I, th- I think it's been at least three years I think I've been pestering you yeah uh, so I apologize yeah. <laughs> well no, no thank you for being so uh, being so persistent and patient but uh, I'm glad. I'm just glad we can finally uh, just finally do it. It's great. Yeah, yes. I'm glad that schedules have aligned and we've got this yeah. to work. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So have you got anything to drink there with you? Um, I, you know, I had a. I, uh, I've got coffee. Uh, it's a. It's a. You know, a standard uh, espresso coffee. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and a glass of water. So I'm. I'm all ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is this? Is this? Um, espresso made from a, a, a nice coffee machine or is that like a, a an espresso like capsule thing or it's just your your, your bog standard uh <coughs> coffee machine mm-hmm. uh and I think, I think it's um 
uh, it's like Harrogate's. I think that's the brand. That's the one we like. That's the one we drink anyway. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you had that one? It's nice. Uh, I don't think I have it. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't think you, I have. You've got no. an espresso machine. I retired mine a couple of years ago. What have you been up to recently? Have you been shooting yet this year? Um, so uh, basically, um, it's been, you know, I think it's been quite quiet at the moment. Over winter, obviously, it's, um, you know, it's a bit quieter. And so um, kind of the last couple of months, we've just been kind of, um, oh, we're in Poland for a little bit and uh, we're spending some time there with family. And um, and basically, we've just, um, over the last few weeks, just been at home and spending, you know, trying to spend some time with the kids and, um, you know, and uh, get some stuff done around the house and, um, I've been doing a bit of mentoring lately online, so mm. just keeping ourselves busy and, and just trying to get kind of, um, uh, you know, just uh, make use of the time we have kind of before the wedding season kind of kicks off again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it starts kind of heating up, um, in, uh, in April, it starts getting pretty busy again. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the, the most kind of, uh, the, the kind of general information that, uh, a lot of filmmakers or photographers are, are wanting to learn from you, like when they go into their one-to-one mentoring? Um, I think it's mostly, um, it's mostly um, editing, I think, um, okay. and, um, and, and, and uh, like posing and directing couples. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the two, that seems to be the, the two uh, subjects that people are most interested in. So, mm-hmm. um, and obviously like things like light and, and um, you know, and, and just general storytelling. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see why people are asking you about that because, I mean, quite often we advise on this podcast not to um, garner inspiration from the wedding industry uh, solely. Um, But I mean, there are are a few photographers and filmmakers that we keep an eye on because in in general, we're quite good with uh, adhering to our own advice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think you're probably one of the creators out there that I've always uh, got my eye on. Uh, oh. And every time you release one of your films, I just want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, guys, you know, I've, you know, obviously followed you guys for a long time too. And, um, you know, when I was starting my kind of journey with film, um, you know, I was always watching, I was uh, studying your films, to be honest, and, oh, and, and kind of seeing, you know, watching what you guys do. And, and I learned a lot by watching your films. So, so yeah, definitely, it's it's mutual. So oh wow, well that's made oh. me feel warm inside. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, to- talking about your films, uh, you recently released uh, David Fran's um, absolutely beautiful film. Oh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> now I can't exactly remember the runtime, but it was a longerish film that you've done because in general you tend to to keep them relatively short. Um, yeah. But this one was going up to the nine, maybe ten minute mark. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, it was like almost ten minutes. I haven't yeah, written yeah. it down on my notes, so yeah, yeah, it was like nine minutes forty-five seconds, I think it was. But yeah, it was one of the. It's probably the. It's the longest film I've done so far. Mm. Um, and um, basically, um, I guess because you know there was a lot of um, uh, different elements that went into it, and a lot of um, uh, you know, we didn't just spend. We spent a couple of days shooting actually. Um, uh-huh. so you know, obviously there was their there was their elopement day, um, where we went to Glencoe and they mm-hmm. had their they had their vow ceremony and. Um, uh, and, uh, obviously, and then before that, we also shot, um, some kind of pre, uh, pre elopement stuff. So around their house and, mm-hmm. um, kind of the surrounding area down in the Scottish borders. Yep. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, I suppose material to use, mm-hmm. um, really great material. So, 
um, it just made the uh, you know the movie longer, I suppose. So um, <laughs> and um, you know I tried to keep it shorter, but it was just it was just kind of uh, difficult uh, to to do that. So yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it, it doesn't feel long at all. It feels perfectly paced. Yeah. Um, it, it was quite a pleasure to watch, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we were, actually, we were oh. talking to uh, Sean Bell recently, and he we were both oh, yeah. saying that yeah, when when I knew Dylan was shooting Fran Mart's wedding, I was like, that's going to be a nice one, like because <laughs> your creative vision with their understanding of that, and because their work's amazing as well. So combining oh, yes. that together, I was like, that's yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I knew when they got like when they when they kind of you know we kind of chatted online um, on Instagram and stuff like for a couple of years, and and when they kind of reached out and said they'd like to do um, make a movie, an elopement movie, um, I was I was just like I was buzzing. It was um, <laughs> I knew it was a really great opportunity, and yeah. and you know being you know just loving their their work and how creative they are, and, and being on the same page and. Um, you know, and, and them putting so much energy into it as well. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really, it was, a, it was a dream basically. It was, mm-hmm. it was really yeah. amazing experience. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're going to be playing dumb as this episode goes on because obviously we've worked with you and sort of know you sort yeah. of quite well. So some questions we're going to be like playing dumb, but before we sort of get into the questions, I want to share a story about when we were f- filming with you, was it just last year? In Glencoe, well, I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we might have talked about this on the podcast before, but when yeah. the, the oh. couple were sitting in a lovely pose, and then Simon, yeah. Simon's getting his shot, you're getting some yeah. nice photos. All of a sudden, Simon just goes, <laughs> <laughs> jumps about, <laughs> dances, crazy. What, what was oh, happening, Simon? <laughs> a, a tick was crawling on yeah. my hand. Like, was it actually a tick? Was it a tick? Oh or? yeah, yeah, it was. It um, was. It oh. was a tick. Um, I'm very familiar <laughs> with ticks because uh, at the back of our house, um, there's uh, a wooded area, and, and like we call it the tick wood. Um, so oh. we, you know, the, I've been taking them out the kids and and all sorts. But I I hate them. Like uh, I don't like spiders yeah. at all, and uh, I had never seen a tick um, crawl around pre-bite. You know, you always yeah. find them in uh, your skin already. So yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. and I tried to blow oh. it off, you know, as you would do, tr- trying to keep calm, not wanting to speak. And the, <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. It might have been my quick blowing and breathing in to, like, on, I was blowing really yeah. hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I obviously worked myself up. To me dancing around going, ah, ah, and uh, just, um, yeah. just totally took the couple out at the moment though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, out of zone. Instantly it was yeah. like, oh man, Did, like quick, you, I think you had sort of there. set that pose up mostly or yeah. got them into that sort of mood and yeah. it was like, oh, Simon, you've just taken them right out of that. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, know. I think we quickly kind of left after that. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. Did, did you manage to get some shots from that? Yeah, of course. Before yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Heaps of shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But I fun. think, um, yeah, the, the uh, yeah, the the bright. I can't even remember her name. Uh, Bianca, Bianca, Bianca. Uh, Bianca. Yeah, I think I freaked her out a little bit. Yeah. yeah so she was <laughs> cautious of long grass from that point yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry again. Uh, <laughs> that's but, good. No, yeah, that's I mean, part, that, of, part of the fun of shooting out in the, in the highlands. That's that's part of the experience. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, I mean that—that's not the first time we've worked with you. 
But that no? that was no. that was the last time. But it certainly hasn't been. Have we shot each other like two yeah. or three times? I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tani and Tommy. Tani and Tommy. Yeah, I remember them. They had their daughter yeah. with them as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool New Zealand and, couple. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember you. I remember you driving up to to uh, driving through Glen Ave, and you were like, "Oh, I like this spot in the in the woods." And I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Yeah, yeah. I, I I I always like working with you because you always have a different point <laughs> <laughs> to go. Yeah, to. Yeah, like I guess yeah, photographers have you know many different locations up their sleeve, I suppose. So yeah, um, we yeah, but um. Yeah, you can't go wrong really in Glen Eteve, can you? Yeah, Glen Coe, it's just you, yeah. everywhere you look, it's amazing. So, yeah. I know, I know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, let, let, let's let's move on because obviously we're, we've had some technical difficulties, so I don't want this podcast to get too, too long. Um, but we, we, so for our listeners out there, we're going to be splitting this podcast into kind of two sections. Um, the first half focusing on photography because um, I know a lot of you out there are um, – Photographers, and you want to learn more more shit from from Dylan, obviously. Um, but for the filmmakers out there, that will be we'll be talking about filmmaking in the second half um, after the um, after the ads. If you want to hear more of the perspective content, you can join us at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by cinema for as little as a pound. You can support the podcast and um, that is where we host all of our Q and A's and extra bonus material. So you can catch that all there. We're also on YouTube now. So join us on YouTube. The show, uh, the, the comment, <laughs> the link will be in the show notes. What is wrong with me today? Um, however, Greg, push that button. So we always like to ask this question, and it's always weird because we've usually been recording for a few minutes by the time we get to it, but in your own words, who are you and what do you do? <clears throat> I'm, um, well, I'm, I'm Dylan Kitchener. I'm one half of um, the Kitcheners, um, and w- which, I, which I'm in with uh, my wife, Joanna, and um, I'm, a, I'm a photographer and also um, videographer. Um, yeah. So how, how did you get started in photography then? Um, so basically, um, before, um, I was a photographer, I was living in Australia in, um, uh, in Queensland and I was working as a, I was working as a pastry chef and a baker. Um, so that's the kind of the trade I was doing, uh, before, before what I do now. Um, and, um, basically I just kind of, um, I, I, I just wanted to do something creative and, um, and I just kind of, uh, I bought a, I went out and bought a, a, a Nikon, um, it was a, my first camera was a D80, um, DSLR and a, and a kit lens. And, um, and I just started kind of just, um, you know, playing around, taking photos of, of whatever, I'll, you know, anything really, um, my, my dogs or, um, uh, you know, landscapes, stuff like that. And started playing around with Lightroom and Photoshop and, and doing, you know, learning as much as I could. And, and then eventually I got into, um, um, street photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, basically I became really passionate about that and started, um, you know, uh, you know, on the, on, on my days off, I'd, I'd travel to Melbourne or, um, to Sydney or, and, or walk around Brisbane and basically just, um, you know, just, uh, just take photos of, of people, uh, you know, on, on the streets. Um, 
you know, uh, kind of, and try and give them a bit of a, uh, like a cinematic kind of uh, edge to it. Like, so a, a lot of the time I was, uh, I'd kind of find a nice composition um, in, in the street or in the city and, and just kind of stand there and wait for kind of the perfect person to kind of walk into the shop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and basically that's what I was doing for a couple of years. And then eventually um, I got very active on Flickr um, back when that was a big thing back in the day. Um, um, and, uh, you know, I got really active on there, learned a lot on there actually about photography and cinematography and, um, and um, uh, was very active there. And that's where I kind of um, I met Joanna on there as well. Um, and she was living in um, Bali at the time. Um, um, she was at, uh, she was teaching Japanese at a school there, and um, so we started chatting. And she flew to Australia, and we met. And um, basically, uh, we kind of decided. Well, we we we, we moved to Scotland. Um, not not long, not too long after, about kind of a year later. Um, and we just thought it would be really cool if we could, um, you know, turn our kind of passion for photography into a into and make a living from it basically um so that's how we kind of um landed uh, doing weddings um and basically you know we, we i guess enjoy doing weddings because um you know you can mix so many different genres of of photography in in one into one thing you know you've got your landscape yeah. you've got yeah. portraiture photojournalism uh you know kind of cinematic stuff um yeah, fine art. You can you can do everything in, on the wedding day if you want to, um, and that's that's basically just why uh, still still love it. You know so much after doing it for so many years, and um, yeah, we've been shooting now for I think it's almost um, was it two thousand eleven we came here. So yeah, like ten years basically. Um, yeah, we've been yeah. shooting weddings. Yeah, that's cool. And has it has it been kind of smooth sailing from from the start? Um, no, the beginning, I mean, in the beginning it was, um, it was very slow, uh, for us anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think back then in 2011, it was the wedding, the whole wedding industry and the, and the wedding, um, you know, it was, it was a very, it was very different back then. It wasn't as kind of mature as it is now. Um, you know, it wasn't, there wasn't, you know, um, you know, you had to kind of make your own preset back then. You had to set up your own website and there was not many workshops or mentoring or, um, it was very, very slow. So it took us a while, um, you know, plus we're also working different jobs. So it took us a while, probably like three years to kind of really, uh, get the ball rolling, um, and to kind of quit our jobs and kind of do it full time. So, and to kind of find our kind of, um, it took us three years to kind of find our, I guess, our vision or our style, um, that we kind of evolved, that's evolved to what it is today. So, Mm Um, I guess, yeah, kind of 2014 is when things kind of really kind of kicked off for us anyway. Um, but, yeah, definitely the beginning, was, it was quite slow. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. was there any, like, one moment that you noticed things going a little bit more successfully or? Yeah, um, basically, um, uh, I think it was, I forgot what year it was exactly. I think it was 2013 mm-hmm. um, when we photographed our first um, elopement on Isle of Skye. And yeah. back then, um, it wasn't really elopements weren't really a big thing in Scotland in 2013. Yeah. Um, and um, it was kind of it's kind of a, one of the first elopements at, um, on Sky basically. And um, so we photographed that, and and you know we we blogged it, and and um, you know and and uh, took you know it was it was really nice. And um, uh, and then basically once once we did that, um, 
it kind of just opened the floodgates, I suppose, for us anyway, with, you know, with elopements and, 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 and this whole, you know, uh, yeah, the whole elopement thing, basically, it all kicked off with, with this one elopement. And um, basically since then, um, that's when, you know, things really, you know, uh, got really busy with, um, you know, the outdoor kind of elopement adventure weddings and, and that yeah. sort of stuff. So, um, oh, that's good. And, and, and it's just, you know, for everybody, it's uh, the whole elopement uh, um, industry on, in Scotland. Um, it's, it's, it's massive now, as you guys probably yeah. know. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so hang on. Are you telling me that you are the reason why the Island Sky became Instagram famous? And they <laughs> oh, had I don't to. Know the, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the reason, but. <laughs> oh, no, that's was, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, you know, it's just, we, 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 were, we were very fortunate to get our f- foot in the door quite early, I suppose. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and as we're, you know, because, um, you know, this wasn't really a thing back then, but. Um, mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's nice to be able to, to, to kind of do what we do today and, and still be able to, um, travel a bit and see Scotland and, um, go to places I would have never kind of normally seen before. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, you know, after, even after 10 years, I still, I still love going to sky, you know, I always discover yeah. something new every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I, I think it's one of our favorite places to shoot. Uh, we're actually up there next weekend, which will be pretty cool. Uh, although oh, nice. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about it because I seem to be having uh, a little bit of uh, some issues post COVID with, um, oh. with like blood pressure or or the cardio being super bad. Like I can't walk up a flight of stairs very well. Oh, um, nice. So we've got the elopement on Saturday. And there's, we're having, we're kind of like sp- splitting the ceremony over um, two locations. Um, so there's a little bit, of, a little bit of a hike involved. And then the following yeah. day, we're meeting the couple at seven thirty to walk up the old man's store. Um, and I've never been up the old man's store, but I imagine oh. I'm probably going to struggle. <laughs> it's fairly easy. <laughs> it's but, fairly easy, right? Okay. But for like but so is normal a of stairs. people. So, <laughs> so if, so if a flight, flight of stairs, stairs is giving you trouble, then hmm. yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I'm still I'm still very much looking forward to. It. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you have you been like up north to the other places of Scotland, like um, Torridon and and like further north? <clears throat> Um, I haven't, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I haven't, uh, I've never been to Torridon um, and, and really further up north, but that's something I really want to um, definitely try and, and do maybe mm-hmm. this year or next and try and uh, encourage maybe couples to um, to have a look at different locations like that. So yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. No, I'm, you know, I, I think Scotland's just got so much more to, to discover, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah. I think um, there's a lot of untapped potential out there definitely definitely yeah definitely yeah yeah um how how do you divide up the roles in the business then between yourself and johanna yeah so basically i mean in the early days before we had kids um uh uh we you know we used to shoot everything together basically and um uh you know and um but obviously since having uh our first boy bruno and and now gustav um uh, two years ago um it's she basically, you know, had to hang up her camera um, in 2017, uh, 2016. And um, so basically now the way we do it um, is I'm, I'm photographing, um, you know, I'm actually photographing the weddings and, and the movies and stuff. And, um, and she and Joanna, um, she does all the, the culling and a bit of uh, post-production as well. 
so that's how we kind of divide the time now. So I'm out shooting, and and while I'm doing that, Joanna can can kind of manage things from home with you know with the kids and um and and do all that sort of stuff. So so yeah. it's working pretty well. We've kind of it's taken a while to kind of get a kind of a smooth kind of workflow, um uh kind of post kids, but uh, it's it's I think it we're kind of it, it's working pretty well now. So yeah, um yeah. Does she ever get jealous of you going out with the camera shooting and, and, and traveling a bit or um, does she long for that adventure still? She does. She does. Yeah, she definitely, Joanna, she definitely, she misses, um, you know, coming, sometimes coming with me to Sky or Glencoe or um, definitely um, misses that. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, you know, because we've got Gustav starts preschool, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, play group. Uh, oh, yeah. next month yeah. so hopefully um when he starts playgroup um we can start um you know she'll have a bit more kind of free time and um and we can kind of start doing more you know seeing doing more things together um because at the moment basically the the kids take up a lot of time it's like a full-time job basically and yeah um uh so yeah so um <laughs> it would be nice to be able to shoot again uh yeah that, that would be nice uh, i miss those days to be honest yeah 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 i bet you do uh, did, did you, um, did, did you find it all right to be the only one at a wedding or the only person when creating a film? Um, because yeah. I mean, having to capture all that by yourself might overwhelm a few. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, I remember in, in the very beginning when, when Joanna, um, had to stop photographing and I think it was end of 2016 and, and I had to do something for the first time ever by myself. I'd never done anything by myself before. And <laughs> I was definitely, um, I was really, uh, I was quite nervous. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, but you know, I guess you, you eventually you just find your rhythm and you, 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 you the, the, your style changes a little bit. You know, I was trying to do, you know, what I do normally in the shoots and on the wedding day and, and kind of incorporate, try and incorporate a little bit kind of how Joanna sees things. Not, mm -hmm. I can't fully obviously do that. Um, but, um, you know, so I had to kind of change my style a little bit and, and the way I shoot, um, for instance, um, you know, when doing portrait shoots, you know, I would, you know, I would get the certain kind of, of um, the wide shots and, you know, and, and, and these kind of, uh, these kind of shots and, and Joanna would always, um, she would always get these kind of, uh, uh, you know, photos, um, you know, should be, I'd be kind of talking and directing and it should be somewhere in the background or to the side with her, usually an 85 millimeter um, lens, kind of getting these shots that aren't very obvious to me anyway, that, that really, um, uh, I don't know, she focuses on small th details that um, kind of are quite, uh, kind of delicate and, um, and so basically I've had to kind of do what I do and kind of incorporate a bit of, a, a bit more what Joanna kind of used to capture. So, uh -huh. um, and yeah. So and was that, was that something that was easy or, or did that take time for you to um, learn to see the world in that kind of way? Yeah. It, I mean, I, it took, it took a little bit of time. Um, mm -hmm. it took like, um, it, it took me kind of a, a year, um, to, to be fully confident to shoot by myself, basically. Um, yeah. you know, I, in 2017, I, when I was doing big weddings, I, I had a few, uh, second for second shooters, um, I took with me. Um, and, um, yeah, just, you know, just to kind of fill Joanna's shoes a little bit and, and, uh, for extra coverage, but I, 
you know, eventually once I, I um, you know, found my footing and, and, and was, um, you know, fully confident to, to do everything by myself, um, I, you know, I, I started, um, yeah, doing everything. Um, yeah. You're shooting alone, basically everything. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah, um, you know, shooting, it's, it's, it's nice. I must admit, it's nice to have somebody else there on you with the, on the day, yeah. um, you know, that's, um, you know, getting that extra... Uh, stuff but um <laughs> yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> yeah so i miss that but um yeah but, you know it's and i miss to be honest when when traveling um is the biggest thing um, like when i do go to sky or I travel somewhere else um it's nice doing be, it's nice being with somebody basically you know mm-hmm. and uh i miss uh, not having i miss having you with me so um yeah you know it's not quite the same so but uh yeah yeah well hopefully we'll be back to adventuring together hopefully <laughs> soon so. yeah. hopefully soon yeah um yeah yeah i think that'd be that'd be nice for you i mean yeah. it's funny because it was before the pandemic um like so greg and i shoot 95 percent together yeah like th- mm, there's majority. maybe there's maybe um, a couple of wedding dates where we've booked you on the same day and uh, we get second shooters in and Greg and I split up and we cover the weddings that way. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's very, I don't like doing them actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there was one, it was just before the pandemic. Um, things hadn't really changed too much in my life. And um, there was a, an elopement in Melrose down in the borders. And my mom still lived there, so... Um, I thought, yeah, you know what, Greg, I'm, I'm confident enough to, to go out and, and, and shoot this one by myself. Absolutely fine. Um, we still have that booking in the, in the books, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, however, my, my mother has now moved away and I have no family now in the, in the borders. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is going to be a little bit more challenging. In fact, I haven't asked mm-hmm. you this, Greg, but I might even get you to tag along with me. <laughs> or we could just get some accommodation for you. <laughs> or we could just get accommodation for me, but you know, I don't like doing that anymore. Yeah. Hello. At the beginning of the podcast, I introduced the fact that we've got two sponsors of the show with Jack, which is Ashley Baxter, who funnily enough works in this very room, and Tutenko, which, if you're wondering, is Greg and I. That's our second business. That's right. We're sponsoring our own podcast. I don't know why. No, we do know why. We're looking for more members to join our creative space. Yeah, if you want to get out of your home office and come and join some other friendly faces in Glasgow, it's quite a quite a niche advert here because it's Glasgow specific. If you're visiting Glasgow or live nearby, you can mm-hmm. come and work here. We've got permanent desks, we've got communal desks, hot desks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the desks. I sound like one of those. We've got a podcast desk too. <laughs> sound like one of those ads. Like we've got this and this and this. <laughs> We've also got a kitchen with a fridge. It's got beers in it. It's got free beers. You can have beers for nothing. Yeah, so you better move quick or else they'll be drunk. That's, I mean, they've been in there for so long. They're uh, going down quite fast, actually. Are they? Tom must be hammering them. This is the Tutenko ad, and I'm butting in because last week I gave Greg a beer. Oh. Brewdog layer cake. You're just giving me your advent beer. Well, now I've got another gift for you, Greg. Oh, another beer you don't like? Another Brunach. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your beer number two. Give me that. See, this Jesus, is why... It's cold. It is cold. I put it in the fridge. Oh, this thanks. is why you should be in the two Tanko office because I will give you my beers. 
for free. You can get rejected beers. <laughs> you can get my rejected beers. Anyway, back to the normal ad. Anyway, if you want to join us at Tutanko, what's the address, Greg? We're on Washington Street in Glasgow. That's so right. you can hit us up on hit us up. Oh, that's horrible. On Instagram, Tutanko underscore. Or just reach out to Cinemate on Instagram and we'll let you know the information. That's right. And if you want to be a better sponsor of the podcast in future episodes, you can do. Just write to Cinemate on Instagram or Facebook. Cinemate Films. Cinemate Films on Facebook. Cinemate Films on Instagram. Let us know. That's absolutely fine. We'll be more professional when we do it to your brand, I promise. Anyway... Back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. So let, let's let's talk about um, um, more of the business side for, just for a minute. How how many bookings do you feel is comfortable for a year for you? I mean, I mean for me, um, around about thirty. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most of what I do. Um, like 80% of what I do is elopements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so usually kind of the late 20s, you know, 28, 30 um, is for me, I can handle that quite well um, with editing and, and, and post-production and everything. Um, uh, it, it fits in pretty well. Um, so I try and keep it at about 30, 30 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously also with like a couple of videos as well. Um, and um, I cut, you know, a few portrait shoots sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that, that was going to be my next question. Like how, how many of those are, are f- films? Yeah, so, you know, I, I do about 28, 30 weddings a year um, and elopements. And, um, you know, um, I mean, you know, uh, for instance, this year I've got, um, I've got four films uh, okay. this year and mm-hmm. I've got so far one, I've got one next year in Iceland. Yeah. All right, um, cool. And um, uh, so, yes, yeah, so usually like four two to four films a year. Um, and, um, you know, th- just because basically I I try and keep the films to a minimum because um, I find, for me anyway, uh, so much extra time goes into working on films, yeah. um, especially in post-production. Um, you know, I can edit a wedding, um, you know, when I actually sit down and get to editing it, I can do it, you know, quite quickly, uh, like a day um, or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a film will take um, me, you know, weeks to, to, <laughs> yeah. to edit and find music and grade it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it takes, it takes up quite a while. That's I'm sure you guys yeah. are quite well aware. We yeah, can, yeah, we can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah. I, 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 I think we work in very different ways, um, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, I do, I do want to talk about in fact, well, you do this so well in your films as well, but your images are, they're so personal and they're so intimate. And I think a lot of people struggle to capture those in the, I mean, the way that you capture them is is, is so beautiful. Um, I really do think that people struggle with that the most. Um, but what, what attracts you to, to those emotions in your work? Um, you know, um, I don't know. I think it's a, it's for me, um, it's, it's just something I've been able to, um, you know, do very naturally. Um, 
you know, I think it's just a, a whole uh, accumulation of life events and experiences and um, and just the way – I'm just a very emotional person, I suppose. You know, I, I remember, <laughs> you know, if I see a movie, uh, you know, in the cinema and I'll, I'll have to sit – you know, if it's an emotional movie, I'll, I'll cry and, you know, I, I, I usually sit there in the dark for five minutes and <laughs> wait for everybody to leave because yeah. uh, I'm a big uh, – mess uh you know a crying mess so um you know I, I cry at pixar films you know when i watch some of the kids and <laughs> oh, who doesn't those, those are some beautiful yeah. films like yeah yeah, yeah I, I know um so you know, i think that's just what it is i just i just that's what attracts me uh to to what i you know to capturing weddings and videos especially um is is just that's what i'm interested in is capturing that emotion and and um um that's yeah um i'm just an emotional person myself i guess um mm-hmm. and that's what i'm attracted to so um that, that that's basically my goal with my photography and my my and the movies as well is to uh is to capture that um you know uh and 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 as well as create something uh tell a nice story as well so yeah um yeah i'm a, i'm i'm the same with you uh when it comes to films in fact i when an when an emotional moment hits near the end, I'm like, oh, yeah. please let there be like an extra five or ten yeah. minutes so that I can like dry yeah. my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't I know, like, I don't I like to raise raise my hand. I don't like to like wipe with with my hand. I'm like sitting there going, okay, I just blink really. Like, Come on, evaporate. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was I was tearing up. It's it's crazy. Like I was watching the Buzz Lightyear trailer uh, oh. a week ago. <laughs> I'm like. Like, cause, uh, just because it's so much nostalgia and yeah, uh, yeah. feelings yeah. from childhood, and I don't know, and the music, and um, that's what gets me is uh, is, is the, mu- the the music usually in, in films and, yeah. and put together with everything, and um, I'm quite sensitive to that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so so you're at a wedding, um, and there's all the hustle and bustle, obviously. Um, and it, it, it's not the couple, it's not the specific couple session that you have, um, but you're just there documenting. What what do you look for to make one of those kind of normal moments pop? Uh, so you mean non-portrait shoot, like just a normal moment? Yeah. Sorry, so, sorry. So, so the the documentary um, moments, I suppose. When, yes. When you're, when, moments, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not group shots, not not the portraits. Nothing like where you can direct. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Natural, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, sorry, sorry, uh, Simon, what was the question again? <laughs> but, so, so, you, so you're at a wedding and yep. things are happening around you that are out with yep. your control. Oh, How, right, okay. What, yep. what do you look for when you lift up your camera to take an image that you have no control over? Right, okay, yeah. Um... What do I look for? Um, so basically, um, you know, I guess after shooting weddings for so many years um, and being kind of attracted myself, kind of looking, uh, especially looking for these kind of natural moments, you know, usually um, you, you know, you get a kind of a, a sixth sense of when things are going to happen, um, you know, especially after shooting so many weddings. Um, and, um, you know, I'm always kind of, half ready for these things to happen I'm, I'm usually gravitating a lot around the the uh the the wedding couple um and um I'm, I'm basically you know i'm very i'm familiar with who their close family members are um I'm, I'm watching things unfold all day watching you know how they interact with people 
um, and and who's who's very important to them. And I'm just basically always just keeping an eye on these things and 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 making sure I'm you know as ready as much as I can be for these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know things like a. Uh, you know, uh, maybe a, a bride or groom seeing their dad or mum for the first time in the morning or, um, you know, grandma and granddad, you know, going out for the the, the, the hug after the ceremony or I'm always just keeping an eye, kind of gravitating around the couple and just watching out for these things. And, um, and uh, you know, you just you get to a point to where you know exactly how, um, where to position yourself and, and, and what lens you want to use, focal length, mm-hmm. um, um, and to kind of capture this moment uh, in the most effective way possible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, usually moments like important moments, basically I'll try and, uh, you, know, you know, I don't want to get too close in their faces or, you know, kind of ruin the moment at all. So I'll kind of stand back a little bit and I'll use a longer focal length, like 85 millimeter mm-hmm. and, um, you know, really kind of isolate the, 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 the people in the shot from everything else in the background and, and really kind of, um, you know, feel like, you, you know, you're in, you're in the moment, you know, um, mm-hmm. the way my, with the focal length I'm using and the distance I'm from the couple. So, yeah. um, basically, yeah, that's what I'm just trying to do is yeah. um, just keep an eye out for these things and, and, and just be ready for it. And, and, you know, you just have an intuition that you kind of develop over years that, that um, you know, um, that allows you to capture these things uh, nicely. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I was just going to say, so, so you're basically um, capturing the day, but you're not a part of the day. You like to stand, stand back a little bit more. Yeah. Like, you know, the only part, I mean, so for natural moments, I, I don't, um, you know, you won't, no one will know I'm there. I don't interact or inter- interfere at all. Um, you know, I'm just a fly on the wall, basically. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, the only time I'm like directing or is is do- generally just during the portrait shoot. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, maybe in the morning, sometimes during preparations, I'll um, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. walk into the room and we might just kind of might tidy things up a bit or maybe mm-hmm. if I can, maybe reposition, you know, where the someone's having their makeup done or, or putting their tie on or whatever, I'll direct a little bit, mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, do that. So, But for the rest of the day, it's purely just kind of documentary style and, and just making use of the tools I have um, and, and trying to capture moments the best way I, I, I possibly can. So, yeah. yeah. So what yeah. about the portrait session then or on an elopement for the, the couple shoot? Do you go into a session like that with, some poses and locations in mind that you're wanting to try or wanting to recreate or is most of it thinking up on the spot and doing it ad hoc? Yeah. Um, So when it comes to the wedding day, um, I'm I'm a bit of a planner. So definitely um, before I shoot an elopement or a wedding, I definitely have a a general plan um, for what's going to happen during the portrait shoot. Um, I'll I'll keep an eye on things like where the sun's going to be later that day. Um, you know, I'll, I'll scout, find a few locations that we can, uh, or backdrops that we can use uh, for the uh, for the portrait shoot. So I'll have a general kind of plan, and then during the actual shoot, um, definitely, um, you know, I, I kind of stick to the plan and, and 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 some ideas I might have come up with in terms of the way I'm going to position the couple in relation to where the sun or the light's going to be. Yep. So I'll definitely have that kind of in my head, and then, uh, but I also, you know, allow, you know for spontaneous things to happen too and to kind of let the couple sometimes, you know, um, and do, you know, uh, what they want and, and you know, I don't want it to be all kind of too controlled and too um, perfect and uh, I want to give the couple room 
to to be able to kind of express themselves and and do what they want. And if they need a bit of direction, I'll jump in a little bit and and guide a little bit. And um, uh, but you know, so I think some of the best shots are the ones where. Um, you know, it's a very natural and, and you know, you, that you can't kind of get through meticulous kind of posing or, mm. or uh, you know, planning. So um, so it's a mixture of both, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when, like, obviously, as you say, a lot of those real killer emotive images are coming from sort of just natural emotions that have happened and it's just like, result, great, I'm, I'm getting good stuff here. But what when you do feel like you need to step in and give a bit of guidance, how, how are you interacting with the couple then? Um, so basically I, uh, you know, um, again, you know, after doing for quite a long time, you, you, you kind of know exactly what you're looking for, um, when you're doing the portrait shoot and kind of what you need. Um, and, um, um, I, I, you know, I'll, you know, basically I'll, I'll position the couple where I want them to be, um, depending on what the composition is or how the light is. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, I'll give, I'll, I'll, the, the way I work is I, I just want the couple to be very close together. Um, and I, I will just kind of give some prompts maybe, you know, maybe, uh, you could, um, you know, give so-and-so, uh, you know, whisper something to their ear or just, uh, kiss their hand or kiss them on the side of their face and, and I'll get I'll give them something to to do, like an activity, like that, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'll you know let them do that, and I'll just kind of move around, you know, get my wide, get my from the side close ups, um, and 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 um, yeah, that's basically what I do. I'm not too, I'm not watch, you know, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, I'm always watching their face um, to to see, uh, make sure the light is hitting them nicely where mm-hmm. where I want it to to go, mm-hmm. and I might just kind of jump in. And and say, oh, would it be possible to kind of you know, move to the left a little bit or turn that way a tiny bit and 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 and, and keep going, guys? That's great. And mm-hmm. and obviously give them a lot of um, you know obviously positive feedback. And um, you know I'm not I'm usually not quiet when I'm shooting. I'm, I'm I am giving kind of um, uh, you know positive feedback and um, and you know and and stuff like that. So um, you know and sometimes you know it, it it is good to just be quiet and just let the couple. Um, do their thing, and you know you don't. Want, I don't want to ruin them. If there's a nice kind of quiet moment happening, and it's very kind of intimate and nice, I'll I'll, def, I'll I'll kind of shut up a little bit and let them do their thing. And um, you know, and it's 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 being able to, I guess, realize and uh, you know when you need to kind of guide couples more and talk more, or mm-hmm. or sometimes you just have to be quiet, I suppose, and and just let them do their thing. And yeah, so it's a, being able to recognize that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I hear a lot of photographers um, talking about um, shooting when the light's good or they talk about when <clears throat> the light's bad. Um, for like newcomers out there who, or, or maybe photographers who um, don't really know what good light is or how to use light from the sun. Um, or even it, it just in a room. Uh, how 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 would you explain what good light is to them? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, for me, good light for me. Basically, when I'm shooting, uh, you know, an elopement or or, or a wedding, uh, I I I obviously, you know, when you're outside at, at Glencoe or, or wherever you're outside doing an elopement, it's nice to have that 
kind of soft diffuse light. You don't want a dark kind of cloudy day and, mm. and get these kind of um, these kind of tones and, um, you know, very painterly kind of look. And, you know, you can be more creative with the angle you're shooting at, um, the direction you're shooting in because, you know, the, the light's very soft and diffuse. But, I mean, f- I, I mean, it, it just depends. It's different for everybody. For me, I, I love this kind of light, but I also love the, you know, the, the, uh, the, you know, the evening light in you know, the last kind of few minutes of the day. And even, you know, more so lately, I'm, I'm really, and this year I want to really kind of experiment more with the, the blue hour and, oh, yeah. and do some really kind of low light kind of dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I think, I think a lot of people, uh, some people, um, struggle a lot, especially when they're new, um, you know, especially not even. For- <laughs> you know what? We got thirty something minutes. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. So, so, um, so yeah. I was just saying, um, yeah. So, like, you know, knowing from, um, you know, when I started, I I didn't see light how I see it now. It took me a few years to kind of to to change the way I see light, and mm. um, so I know that like in the beginning that. I think a lot of photographers, they struggle with indoor light a lot, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to shooting like preparations or mm-hmm. um, other parts of the day where there's that very kind of warm kind of light, uh, tungsten kind of light. Um, mm. And um, I think being able to, um, especially indoors, is kind of know, um, you know, to be able to use the light you have, like window light or, or, or whatever, or um, it's being able to recognise uh uh, what good light is um, uh, um, indoors, I think, is is something that takes a bit of time. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just lost my thought. My my <laughs> my son is in the background crying. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. I completely lost it's what fine I was trying if we've to got, say there. If we've got another uh, guest coming in, <laughs> can you hear that or no? Um, can you hear him? No, I can uh, hear him. Though. He's just coming up to the door. There, he's trying to come in. Um, um, what was I saying? Um, it, it, indoor light that people yeah. struggle with. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah. Uh, it, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, knowing how to use indoor lights, um, and, and expose for that. And, and, uh, I think that's, um, you anyway, know, let's, uh, let's, I forgot what I was going to say, guys. I, I, uh, I've lost my train of thought. Um, maybe we can skip that bit. <laughs> no, that's um, fine. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, uh, I, I can yeah. actually specifically like, um, how 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 do you approach um, going into a room um, with a quote unquote bad light? So yeah, I, I explained to the couple about light a little bit, and uh, and generally when I when I walk into the into a room on the on the wedding day, um, you know I you know I I, uh, I I make use of I'm always looking for a window. That's the first thing I look for when I go into a room. Is it uh-huh. a nice window? Um, you know, and usually whatever the couple are doing, uh, whether they're doing, you know, putting makeup on or they're, they're putting their shoes or tie on or writing something in their vow book, um, you know, it's usually generally near a window, mm-hmm. uh, where there's some like soft, uh, light coming in. Um, and, um, sometimes I'll, I'll close, I'll put the blinds down and close other windows to kind of, uh, create more of a, a contrast and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, kind of cut the light sources sometimes, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, and sometimes mix a bit of kind of, uh, you know, window light with, a, you know, a small kind of, um, you know, uh, like a lamp or this kind of warm light source. So you've got to mix yeah. all these two different temperatures. Uh-huh. Um, so sometimes it's nice to kind of, if there's a, light, a little lamp in the background or something, mm-hmm. kind of turn, switch that on. 
Um, and I, I just find sometimes, you know, it gives a bit more of a, like a cinematic kind of uh, look, you know? Um, yeah. So, it's, it's really interesting that you yeah. say that because um, a lot of people would just go into a room and switch off all the lights and go, yeah. I don't like mixed lighting, just go by the window. Um, yeah, so it's I mean, really, it's really yeah. interesting that you use some practical lights as, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. You know, I, I when I walk into a room, I, I always make sure that the main lights are switched off, um, the overhead lights. Um, I never have those on. Um, yeah. But yeah, if it's a small light source, just a like a practical light in the in the background. Um, that's not really affecting the subject too much. Um, maybe a bit of a, of a bit of a hairline. Maybe it's nice sometimes. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, hairline light. But um, you know, it's usually just a small light source in the background. So it's nothing you know overpowering or anything. The the main uh-huh. key light is is the window usually. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I really like that uh, about your work because you're not you're not scared to mix the lighting. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. There, uh, funnily yeah. enough, there's been... So when we show a wedding, we split up, and Greg usually takes uh, the groom. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but some grooms don't care where they are getting uh, ready. And, I mean, uh, sometimes it's... Be- like, you've been to a dorm or something, or, yeah. like... It's, it's just orange, yeah. completely yeah. orange, completely orange yeah. with no windows. Yeah. And um, you have no choice. Like, it, it, do, how how do you cope with that? Because from Greg's point of view, he's just like, there's nothing I can yeah. do here. I, I know the no one you're life. talking about actually there. because <laughs> Andrews one. St. Andrews. <laughs> and the bride was getting ready and I can't remember what the hotel was, but it was one of the big hotels in St. Yeah. Andrews and it's like mm-hmm. perfect that suite is going to be amazing for shooting in yeah. and I yeah. went to where the guy used to live when he went to dorms <laughs> at St. Andrews Uni and it was a box room blue walls tiny tiny window and there was just enough room to walk around the bed mm. with oh three groomsmen and yeah. I was like yeah, yeah. what am I meant oh to do God. here holy crap <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, that's, what, what, yeah. what would you do? Would you just document it and make the most of what you can, or would you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that comes down to that's why I try as much as possible to communicate with the couple before the wedding day and yeah. and talk about light and mm-hmm. interior space. Um, you know, couple not you know some couples they don't they don't care, and especially grooms, you know, that's fine. But if the couple, you know, wants to take what I say on board, um, it always just helps me and them later get nicer shots yeah. on the day. So, um, so I try and do do that before I actually shoot the wedding, is, is explain that to them. And um, uh, but you know, definitely, yeah, I've been in lots of different uh, situations in the mornings. But again, mostly with with grooms. Um, um, you know, they always get the short end of the stick. I <laughs> they, think, do, you know? they do. They um, do. <laughs> and um, uh, and you know, you just. You know, I guess you have your little tricks up your sleeve that we all have. Um, you know, to try and to try and work with what you have uh, um, and make the best of it. You know, there's things you can do. You can, uh, you know, you can, you know, in situations like that, uh, maybe use a a longer focal length and kind of, you know, not get so much of the detail in, in the rest of the room and focus more on the subject and, and get more kind of close-ups. Um, you know, and, and um, just use what available window you have and. Um, you know, sometimes if the if the if the colour is um, not too nice, like if it's bright orange in the walls or they're bright blue or whatever, maybe you know I'll just make a lot of the shots black and white. Um, oh yeah, cool. Uh, 
or um, you know, play around with the, the blue color a little bit, the hue and the saturation, and I don't know. Um, We're obviously going to move on to talking about um, filmmaking, um, but I have to ask: many creatives out there um, who shoot videos and shoot stills, they 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 shoot as a hybrid package, um, but you. Do you do you do that? Do you have? Uh, I mean, the way I describe it is that you know, photography and and filmmaking is two different parts of my brain. Yeah, I, and I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why because you're still using almost the same kind of kit. You're looking through yeah. a lens, <laughs> but for so, whatever it is, I I struggle to 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 do both. And um, yeah. for people who can shoot hybrid at one event where it's just them and they have to decide which moment makes a video and which moment makes a still. I mean, I don't know how you guys do it. Do do you have that ability? Um, yeah. So no, yeah, I, I don't have that ability. Oh, um, right, I, yeah. And people that do, they're, they're amazing because um, I, like yourself, I, I use two separate parts of my brain uh, for video and photo. Yeah. So uh, I, I've tried doing it and it failed miserably. Um, and um, so I, yeah, I keep it completely separate basically. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, if I do video, it's just video. Um, yeah. I'm, and not only that, but I'm using a different, um, you know, uh, setup with camera gear as well. So I couldn't physically actually even carry everything, my photo gear and my, my video gear. So Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, why, why is, why is that? Because, it just—it just mm. seems like it should be that simple, because mm, I know it, yeah. it, they're very similar. Yeah, the same theories about light all connect with photo and video. Yeah, so why not? But yeah, I know. It's I get, maybe I guess movement. I guess is a is a big is the difference. I suppose, and mm. I mean for me anyway. The thing is, um, yeah, I think yeah, shooting video. I think uh, your your brain. I think because of the movement, the, mm-hmm. the, the your brain uses a different. It's it's, it's all different. Um, yeah. But also, I, if I was doing both on the wedding day, I would be so afraid of um, missing moments because I'm oh. fiddling around, swapping and switching and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, that's what would happen to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I would I'd end up with nothing basically, and um, yeah. So that's why I just I just keep them separate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I think I'd constantly have it in my head that oh no, like once a moment happened, if I made the decision to get out on stills, yeah. I would yeah. go back and go like, oh no, that would have been so good on video. Exactly. Fuck, exactly. I made the wrong call. Yeah. And I'd probably do that for every decision I made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what is your kit set up then for photo and then what is it for video? Mm. So, um, so for, for photos, I've, I've always been a, a Nikon guy. Um, so, um, you know, at the moment I'm using a... Um, using two D780s uh, and I've got a Z6 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, and I'm usually I, I stick to two lenses for every wedding, a 35 millimeter and an 85 millimeter. Um, so that's what I'm using for weddings. Um, and uh, for video, I'm, at the moment, I'm with, um, I'm shooting with Blackmagic. Okay. Um, and uh, Ursa Mini Pro and a Pocket 6K Pro. Yeah. And, um couple of lenses as well and um yeah I'm, I'm thinking of switching to I'm, I'm looking at Sony at the moment um the oh, yeah. Sony a7s3 uh-huh. um, um 
you know, it just, I find being in Scotland, it'd be nice to have something that was uh, weather sealed. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that 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 is the thing, isn't it? Because I, mm. like, like if people know the podcast, I'm always asking Greg to upgrade, but like. I mean, there there's rumors of um, Canon two new cinema cameras coming out this week. Apparently, rumors. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's true. I guess we'll see when people actually listen to this podcast episode. Um, but you know, and and you've got um, the small for, form factor of like the R five C and other cinema cameras, but they've got fans and they've got holes yeah. in the sides of cameras. Yeah, and we're going. To places like Sky and in Scotland, yeah. and it rains yeah. all the time. And, and for all the, yeah. they say they are weather sealed. When there's a fan yeah. like that, you, you're a bit skeptical. You're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it's a really it is a really tricky one. Um, I yeah. I I picked up a Sony one time and I didn't I didn't like it, um, yeah. but I I'm so jealous of people who move to Sony because it just seems once you move and you get used to the workflow, mm. you've kind of got it all you know what i mean yeah like me uh, being a a panasonic user for the s5 you know i can't shoot a 4k 60 without a crop um although the ibis is great and the battery Mm. life is all right but then sony have Mm. an ibis and it might not Mm. be as good but you've got the weather ceiling and all all that kind of stuff i don't know that yeah it's really it's really annoying yeah um, I know there's not, there's not I wish there's not one perfect camera out there and I don't think there ever will be. No. Uh, it'll, it'll never exist. Yes, yeah. that um, is yeah. that's true. Hey, I'm Ashley from With Jack. I'm one of the sponsors of the Perspective podcast. With Jack helps to keep photographers in business by supporting them financially and legally if they have problems with a client or they make a mistake in their work. We've all had that fear of our CF card or our hard drive failing and losing important photos. You can find out more at withjack.co.uk. Head over there and find out how we can help you be a confident creative. Focusing on your your movies, then mm. how how would you describe your style of filmmaking? Um, basically, I, I just try and keep my um, films just pretty um, pretty raw, uh, not too polished, uh, um, you know, pretty natural, and um, you know, I want my movies to look pretty even though they are kind of, you know, everything is planned a lot. Um, I want it to look pretty unscripted and pretty, you know, especially when it comes to the couple interacting with each other and, you know, uh, when I'm shooting the couple, like the, the, the portrait shoot kind of uh, part of the story, I want it to look very, um, I want the couple to be not kind of, you know, with photography it's a different way of thinking. It's I'm, I'm kind of posing the couple more and, and having them sit in one spot and have a cuddle or a kiss or whatever, mm-hmm. um, whereas with video, uh, I want the couple to be doing the exact opposite. I want them to be kind of just running or jumping or um, spinning each other around or just yeah. doing kind of, um, you know, playing around in the bed or whatever, just natural kind of everyday things that couples would actually do if they're mm-hmm. out in the highlands, you know, or, or in bed or whatever um, mm-hmm. in the house. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what I'm kind of going for and that's what I'm trying to do is just just very kind of natural stuff and, so we obviously mentioned uh, Tommy and Tanny. Did we, Tommy? Yeah, yeah. we mentioned Tommy yeah, and Tanny. Yeah. Um, 
the that, that that was the first uh, moment that we shot with you uh, up in Glenev in, in Glencoe, and um, I remember going to that shoot, and I was sh- I mean obviously your work has has, has always intrigued me, um, and I kept on thinking oh I wonder I wonder what he's going to do I wonder how he's going to approach this shoot because I'd I'd being a filmmaker I had only really looked at your films. I mean, that's not true. I had looked at your images as well, but um, yeah, yeah. I seem to connect more with films. Um, so I, w- I was thinking, oh, how how are you going to approach this? Thinking mm. about your films. But when you approached it from a photography point of view, it was different from what I expected having watched your films a lot. So mm-hmm. how, how are those... Um, shoots um shoot approaches different for you so yeah again you know with photography um it's more about um you know uh, less about movement obviously so um um you know even though I, I try and capture a bit of movement as well and a couple doing doing spontaneous kind of um energetic kind of things as well um, yeah but it's more about kind of finding for me photography anyway for me uh for the portrait shoot, it's about kind of finding a like a nice composition, or a nice light, and putting the couple in the shot, and um, you know, um, and and capturing them in in that position, in that in that spot, um, and um, and just moving. Sorry, listeners, we've had another technical issue. Yep, there we go. And just moving, uh, you know, in and out, um, you know, capturing different angles and and um, getting far away, close, um, and kind of um, working with scale in mind. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas with video, um, I'm more interested in in how, like, you know, photography. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm I'm interested in you know the couple kind of sitting in this, say, for instance, on a wall, you know, and they're having a cuddle. You know, it's a nice composition and everything, and they're sitting on the wall having a cuddle. So I'm interested in this moment, but with video, I'm more interested in um, uh, how it got to that moment, you know, where they're sitting on the wall. So they're walking together through the fields or the forest or um, running up a hill or, you know, and, and then sitting down together. And so I'm more interested in kind of the movement and, 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 and kind of rather than kind of stationary stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where, that's the, where it changes. That's where it's a bit different. Um, yeah. 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 So what earlier on, I think you mentioned about you educate the couple beforehand about sort of light and environments and stuff. So how much pre-production are you doing for a film that you're producing? And like, do you, do you send questionnaires to the couple? Do you have calls with them constantly? Yeah. So um, with the videos, um, you know, um, I want a very you know, cinematic kind of feeling and look. Um, and my kind of whole philosophy is I want it to, you know, when, when, when the couple or someone watches the film, my, one of my films, I want from beginning to end to, to, to look and feel cinematic and, and, um, you know, and to do that, I think, um, you, you need, well, I need to anyway, put a lot of time into planning and kind of thinking about different scenes and light and, uh, interior space and outdoor locations. So I definitely with, with the movies, um, you know, that's why I kind of keep it to like three or four a year because I can, I can spend more time on each movie, um, and, and do all that. So, and I spent, I talk a, a lot to the couples, 
Um, you know, I meet them if I can, or we chat over Zoom a couple of times and start talking about like, um, you know, uh, locations and, and interior spaces we can use, uh, you know, and uh, the, the words they want to say um, or write and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different things, um, you know, to uh, just try and plan as much as possible as I can mm -hmm. um, to, to kind of get the result that I want. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of um, planning goes into into it that's for sure yeah how how often are you like calling your clients to to have conversations about um well about the shoe or or just getting to know them or stuff yeah yeah um like i mean it's not it's not a lot um it's you know just a couple of times um yeah, we okay. chat um and we meet up or, or we, we talk um um you know and then you know we just usually talk over whatsapp or email and yeah. just go back and forth with ideas and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and, um, so it's mostly just going back on, on WhatsApp or email basically. And, uh -huh. um, that's, that's what we do. And, um, you know, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, but that's, yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's why I make these kind of short films. Um, I keep them to the shorter side is I can, I can, uh, you know, I, I can, I, I don't, I try not to stretch them out too long and, and, and kind of get to the point where I feel like I have to fill in, uh, scenes or, or parts of the movie with, with footage that I, I'm not fully happy with maybe. Um, yeah. I prefer to have a shorter movie, um, that's very impactful. Um, yeah. and from beginning to end where every shot is just, uh, pretty nice yeah. and, um, you know, it, it's very, it, it feels, feels good. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's when, when you're, coming up with ideas uh do, do you storyboard because i know that's that's a big part of, of film production and you you seem yeah. to have a, a lot of control so is, is that is that a process that you go through yeah i do yeah i yeah. I, I i as much as i can um yeah. you know I, I i i you know if i think if i'm watching a movie or, or i'm somewhere driving and i think of an idea or um, uh, something I'll, I'll write it down and in my phone and then I'll come home and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start putting together different ideas and, mm -hmm. um, you know, mood boards and, um, you know, find inspiration on online and, mm -hmm. um, and, um, yeah, definitely I, I you know, I, I storyboard and, and think a lot about, um, the, the visual aspect and, you know, what, what frame rate it would be shot at, what lens I'll use, mm -hmm. what focal length, yeah. um, things like that. Yeah. When, you storyboard how how difficult is that for you when you haven't been to a location before or you're not even able to get to it until the day yeah 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 so um i, I guess most of the movies i do are in scotland um mm -hmm. so i can for the outdoor locations i can go to and, and yeah. check them out yeah. and have a bit of a scout um uh, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, couples, you know, it, it'll be at their house, like for Dave and Fran, it was at their, at their home in the in Scottish borders. So, um, so I drove it, drove down there and, you know, we hung out and we had a walk around and hang out, you know, went there a couple of times and kind of got to, got a, got to, you know, to kind of see their home and, and, and what's outside and, and plan a little bit with mm -hmm. them. And, um, or sometimes, you know, a couple, if they're coming from overseas or somewhere else, they, um, they'll book an Airbnb. Um, and I'll be able to have a look at the Airbnb they've booked and um, kind of start, you know, looking at the photos and start planning different scenes and um, coming out with some ideas. Yeah. So yeah. I think storyboarding is probably not the norm in 
wedding or elopement filmmaking, more so an elopement filmmaking possibly because especially the mm. sort of films you do, you do have much more control. Mm. The way we yeah. sort of film elopements, it's more we film that day. It's not like yes. a separate yeah. day with complete control. Yeah. Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. So storyboarding is a bit sort of alien for some people. So yeah, how, yeah. if you're sort of trying to stick to a plan, how do you cope with, like, if the weather's completely different to how you planned or if things don't work out, if, if a tree's fallen down in the location that you'd <laughs> sort of scripted, how do you cope with those sort of things? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, yeah, of course, weather is, a, is something you have to take into account in Scotland. Um, definitely, it doesn't go as, usually it doesn't go as, as you plan, you know, um, most of the time. So... Um, you know, again, I just, uh, you know, I just adapt as much as I can, you know, um, if it is raining, um, you know, that, that's good. Uh, you know, if the couple is on the same page as I am, um, yeah. and they're as crazy as I am, they'll, um, they'll run out in the rain and dance around and, mm -hmm. and it can be really nice and really cinematic and, and, and beautiful and, um, quite, yeah, that, that's great. Um, but you know, Usually, um, you know, when shooting outside, I, I try and schedule things, you know, if it's an elopement or something or a portrait shoot for the later part of the day. So, uh, you know, schedule it for like, you know, a, a couple of hours before sundown. Um, and, um, you know, if it's cloudy, we can we can shoot. And if it's if it's if it's going to be bright and sunny, then maybe we can just push it back a bit uh, to when the when the light's nicer and the sun's a bit lower. Um, so. It still is a little bit of control, you know. I guess with, with what I do, um, in, in that in that regard, um, you know. And I usually, when I'm shooting these videos, it's just me. There's no photographer um, as well, so um, I've basically got full control over everything, which is yeah. nice. So <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah. Mm. So uh, I mean, so 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 going back to to something that Greg mentioned, um, when you capture elements of the day. Um, like I, I, so, so you're perfectly comfortable um, going off off script. So, so it would yeah. seem like yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you know, I'll have a plan. Um, definitely have a plan, and and I always um allow for for spontaneous things to happen and and yeah. for unscripted things to happen. You you have to leave space for that. Um, mm -hmm. and as I mentioned before, like um a lot of the a lot of the best stuff you capture is stuff that you didn't even plan for, um, I find anyway. Like, yeah. you know, I make these plans for these elaborate things to happen and scenes and and and, and then something else happens that's even 10 times, 100 times better, you know, yeah. than I could have even planned. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that happens a lot actually. Can you recall any specific moments where that's happened when you've thought, oh, yes, this is going to work so much better than, than what I had planned? Um, I suppose that's kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, you can remember... Oh, there's, I mean, there's been lots of moments. Like I'll get to a location. Um, I mean, I can't remember a specific moment, but you know, sometimes you know, you, you have this vision when you when you are planning for a, for a, a video shoot or a elopement. You have this vision of how the light's going to be, and um, you kind of you, you kind of you, you set yourself up to expect something, but then it's something totally different, and the light is totally not how you expect it to be. Mm -hmm. It's totally different, and um, and you just uh, you know, I just find. Um, yeah, it. Uh, you'll see things that you, because the light is different or, or whatever. You'll see things that you you didn't even plan for, or things that um, you didn't think would be there, and mm -hmm. or an angle that you didn't think would 
work and then you you know you do sometimes you do what you had in mind you do it and then you you realize oh hang on actually this angle this this direction is actually better and this backdrop's actually quite nice actually I, I might just shoot this way mm-hmm. yeah. um and uh, that happens a lot you know just little happy accidents like that um you know that you kind of um yeah discover on the day so yeah yeah so cool. with your style of filmmaking would you ever consider doing it at like a traditional big wedding i've thought about it uh i mean the thing holding me back at the moment um is and this is why i'm looking at a7s3 um is my gear yeah um it's it's more suited to to doing what i do um you know um uh you know where i have more time and um you know i can slow things down a bit um it's very cumbersome the gear i'm using right now so um (laughs) Whereas something like an A7S three or what you guys use, the Panasonics, um, they're, they're great for weddings. And, um, you know, I, I just enjoy what I'm doing right now. Um, just where I do, when I can have more control over things yeah. and I have mm-hmm. more time and I can spend more time with my couples and get to know them more and, and create something really special for them. Um, but, you know, weddings, and I've done a lot, I do elopements, um, but for big full weddings, um, it's something I might look at later. Um, you know, and, uh, we'll see where it takes me, but, um, for now I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, obviously with wedding days, you, you're working, it's, 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 you know, it, it is, um, I, I really admire what you guys do because it's, uh, it's very, um, you know, you have to adapt very quickly and, and, and run and gun. You can't plan too much. Um, you know, you kind of just, um, you know, it, a lot of things out of control, out of your control, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to make the best you you can with what you you have. So yeah. Um, and and on top of that, working with a with a photographer as well. Um, you know, and 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 uh, you know, which you know, um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. For now, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Do, I mean, do you think your style of filmmaking could work alongside a photographer? All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I've worked with photographers, you know, I, I, I did, I shopped, um, uh, I've, I've, I've videoed a couple of weddings with, uh, with photographers. Um, and, and it was, it was worked really great. We're totally, um, you know, obviously photographers are, usually have their vision. Um, mm-hmm. yep. and I know a lot of, I know a lot of, um, wedding videographers, they, they usually kind of, um, well, a lot of the ones I've worked with anyway, um, you know, they kind of just follow what the photographer kind of does and kind of um, go with, with that kind of flow. Um, whereas myself, um, you know, I, I, I do that, uh, but uh, I obviously have my own uh, vision as well. Um, yeah. And I, um, you know, um, so it's, it's obviously, you know, when you work with another photographer or video offer, it's just being, you know, working, cooperating well with each other and being on the same page creatively mm-hmm. and, um, and just yeah, just being nice to each other and, and, and uh, you know, we're all there for, we all want the best result in the end. So, um, um, you know, it's, uh, that's yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to, I want to get back onto your video, um, gear because not many photographers will know what camera you're talking about. So can you, can you describe your camera at the moment? Yeah, so my main camera, it's a, it's pretty big. Um, it's um, it's an Ursa Mini Pro made by Blackmagic, um, and it's a it's a proper like cinema camera. Um, you know, it's um, it's um, 
it's got all the bells and whistles um, and uh, it shoots raw. Um, so there's a lot of control in post-production um, with a lot of white balance and exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, and I've got attached to that um, cinema lenses. Um, so um, the manual focus, um, usually uh, quite heavy and um, uh, not, not weather sealed or anything like that. Another, another, another issue. Yep, there we go. Is it recording now? Yes, yeah, recording. Um, yeah, so, um, so the lenses, yeah, I, they're quite heavy and they're they're not weather sealed. Um, um, but they, but you know, my my number one kind of what I'm looking for at the moment with my gear is is just a really beautiful cinematic look and image. Um, yeah. And that's why I use black magic because I'm just love the color science. Yeah. Um, it might not be practical for weddings and, and many different situations. Um, it's more for controlled kind of situations. Um, mm-hmm. But the colors you get out of it are just are just beautiful. Yeah. Um, so that's why I use black magic. And, um, you know, I've got it rigged up pretty heavy and um, I use a V-mount battery and so I can go all day. And um, uh, yeah, so and I shoot mostly everything just handheld and um, I've got a gimbal, um, which I use sometimes. Um, I'm just not very good at using it, so I don't really use it much. Um, yeah, is that like an like a like an actual hand like a, a battery powered gimbal or? Is yeah, it, it's a, the the, the RS two. Okay, and um, that can and the, can, that can hold the your your black magic all right. No, no, no. So I've got a pocket cinema six K on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it would hold the big one. <laughs> Definitely but, um, wouldn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Well, I mean, you mentioned about um, deciding what frame 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 rates um, that you shoot in. How 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 would you go about deciding what frame rates and what frame rates do you use? Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff I shoot uh, is in twenty five p, so just like normal speed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, a lot of wedding. I, I guess with my films, I was. I, I was trying the what I'm trying to do is 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 to not um as I said I want them to feel very raw, natural, uh very real um and I find anyway you know I, I, I did experiment a lot with kind of like shooting slower kind of 50p kind of stuff and it definitely has its place and I definitely mm-hmm. use it for some situations but um I was using it too much in the beginning because just because it looks so cool and um and you know it, it does you know, it gives certain situations uh drama which is you know dramatic effect which is it's great for especially yeah. with wedding days mm-hmm. um but for what i was doing i wanted it to feel very kind of just just very rough around the edges and um real and i didn't yeah. want this kind of um slow kind of uh slow-mo stuff all the time mm-hmm. um for my films anyway um, yeah so yeah that's why i just mostly shoot at kind of 25p uh-huh. yeah Listeners, if, if you haven't checked out one of the films, um, please go ahead and, and do so because um, Dylan is not scared. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, listeners, definitely go and check out um, one of Dylan's films just now because um, you've heard him say he shoots handheld, um, he shoots manual lenses, um, so he's, he's focusing while moving the camera and yes he is absolutely moving the camera in fact um i think some of my favorite shots are um just you running with the couple 
and it is shaky and it's raw and um, I mean you don't have IBIS on your camera right so it literally no. is just the weight of the camera getting yeah. rid of those micro micro jitters yeah. um, but yeah. it's, it's still very impressive uh, you incorporating the movement being handheld without all the stabilization and stuff um, and that plays well with the frame rate that you choose because obviously again mm. um, you do have running shots with couples where it's like 50p and you're and you're mm. running but um, and, and those are beautiful shots um, but I yeah, really thanks. do love the feel of just you running mm. with the couple in it yeah incorporating yeah. all that movement so I mean do you have yeah. do you have any advice with regards to incorporating movement when you people might think, oh, well, I don't have IBIS or I don't have this. Do you have any advice? Um, <clears throat> well, I, I think I think the main thing is um, if you're not using IBIS, um, you know, and you want to shoot handheld, I think you, you kind of have to rig up your camera a bit heavier mm -hmm. um, if you want a more kind of natural handheld look. Um, so, you know, add a V-mount battery to it, um, you know, add a handle, a couple of handles on there and maybe an external monitor, I don't know. Um, um, make it a bit heavier and you'll get a, a, a much more kind of natural kind of handheld look. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's basically it really. Mm -hmm. uh, you can chuck it on a gimbal, I suppose as well. Um, but it's obviously it's a different, diff totally different uh, yeah. you know, effect mm -hmm. um, and feeling. Yeah. Um, what makes you lean towards the more handheld movement type vibe? Um, again, like um, I, I, I just want, I, I'm just, that's just what I'm attracted to. Um, yeah. you know, um, I, I just, I, I just don't want my films to feel, um, kind of like, uh, too perfect. Um, mm. and, um, you know, so, you know, it just, it just depends on the scene really. Um, and I, that's just what I feel, I guess, more, more comfortable with as well. I, I feel very, when I'm shooting like this, um, handheld, um, I, I just feel very connected with the camera. I, uh, whereas with, if I'm shooting a gimbal, I'm holding it out here or, or, or you know, whatever, um, it, I just don't feel connected with the camera um, yeah. and the, what I'm shooting. Um, yeah. That's just, I just need to get better at that, I suppose. And um, it's, I haven't got there yet. Um, that's why I'm, I just don't use the gimbal so much. Um, mm -hmm. But with handheld, uh, you know, with a heavy handheld camera, I just feel one at one with the the whole camera, mm -hmm. um, basically, and I just feel yeah, just that's yeah. why. And and do you, nice do you struggle with manual focusing when you're creating that kind of movement, or like, are you are you shooting wide open, or are you are you yeah you, yeah yeah? So usually when when there is movement involved, um, I'll 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 make the aperture like um you know three point five or um something like this. I'll, I'll I'll bump the aperture up a bit and um um. You know, so there's more wiggle room for for, for error. Um, so, and and I'll you know if a couple's running or something, uh, you know, I, I'll kind of, you know, I'll be I'll be ready, you know, for that obviously to happen. I'll be standing at a certain distance. I'll get my focus first, um, and then we'll say, you know, run, go for it. Um, uh -huh. And then I'll be following them and make sure just make sure I maintain the same distance, okay. more or less. Yeah. And um, that's how I kind of go about it. Just mm -hmm. uh, you know, you just with manual focus you. I just again, I feel like I have more control over the lens and the camera, and I feel I feel just better when I'm using manual focus. And it's just mm -hmm. a skill that um, I guess takes time to, um, to 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 get good at. Yeah. Um, knowing your lens as well, and the, fo the how long the focus throw is, and um, and that's why I like cinema lenses as well because you can um, you can um, 
uh, it's got a smoother focus throw, a longer one, so you, it's yeah. not so sensitive when you when you turn it. Um, yeah. It's um, yeah, mm. much easier to focus. Yeah. Do you, Do you think your style of filming will will change um, if you move to the Sony's, or, or um, will you rig it to be a bit more bigger and, and more? I would. D- I'll probably rig it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, if I was, I guess my if I was shooting a proper wedding day, my style would change for sure because mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't rig it up really yeah. heavy and it's not practical I don't think for a wedding day so definitely if I was shooting a wedding it'd be slightly different mm-hmm. um, you know uh, but um, but yeah I mean I guess if I if I bought a if I got a Sony I would definitely I'd probably turn Ibis off to be honest yeah. um, and, and and still rig it up pretty heavy mm-hmm. um, but it, it's just nice to have the the weather ceiling and 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 also I would like to to It'd be nice to have a bit of autofocus too, I suppose, because I know the the autofocus is is really good on the Sony's. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be nice. Like, there's some situations I shoot where I think, oh, it'd be really nice if I had autofocus for this particular shot. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be nicer, easier. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's basically why I'm, why I'm looking at it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. You talked about the color science of the Blackmagic camera and how you love that. How, what is your approach when it comes to grading the film? Each scene, like how are you, what's your mindset when you're grading each scene and then pulling it all together as a cohesive film? And also, mm. I guess a follow-up, are you trying to match closely to your photo, like preset? Yeah, no, so um, I'm, I'm not trying to match to my, my photo preset at all. Um, I Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm just... Yeah, basically with the with the black magic, um, it, the colors from the camera, straight from the camera, already look you know the skin tones and and the greens and it already looks really nice straight from camera. So mm-hmm. I don't have to do too much in post. Um, like I was shooting with a, a GH5 uh, originally, and I've shot with other um, cameras too. Nikon, I've tried those um, where I had to play around a lot with the. Um, the, the the hue and saturation and 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 try and get a kind of a look that I was happy with. Um, whereas with the black magic, I don't have to do that. And so really, I'm just changing the you know, the white balance, um, depending on the on the scene. You know, if if it's um, you know, if it's a it, maybe I want it maybe more warmer. Um, if it's an indoor kind of nice intimate scene, or maybe mm-hmm. if it's outdoors, uh, you know, in the evening in the blue hour, I'll I'll really kind of um, you know. You know, make the make the the scene feel like that. Maybe make it a little bit, uh, you know, make it a bit darker and make it a bit more blue and um, play around with the tones and split toning a little bit and the white balance. Um, oh, yeah. But that's about it. I don't um, go too crazy. Um, I don't have to um, go too crazy with the color grading as much these days with Black Magic. So uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, one huge aspect that we haven't talked about yet, and and it's uh, a huge part of our films, is um, what people say. Uh, do you do you take that same approach to the importance of the recorded words on the day or or, or music? Yeah, I mean, I think the words are important. Um, like for instance, like like with Dave and Fran's film, like the, the words they said to each other during their ceremony was just they're just uh, amazing, you know, yeah, yeah, incredible. They're both very good writers uh, as well. So yeah. Um, and that's what makes the movie, I think, uh, is one of the big components is just the, the, the words, um, you know, when you're watching it and um, it, what they say. So, um, 
you know, I always leave, I leave that up to the usually. I mean, I leave it up to the couple to decide what they want to say. I don't, I don't, you know, I make suggestions. Like if it's an elopement day, um, and they they, I'll just use their vows, or if they want to write something extra about this story, or um, you know, maybe there's some poetry they like or something. Um, incorporate that. Um, it's um. But you know the words are important, and um, and also I think music is is an important thing too. Um, that a lot of uh, that uh, for me anyway um, to kind of get the the effect I want to get. Um, I spend a lot of time um, searching for good music that that I think suits suits what I'm shooting, and and I think that the music is it can change the whole tone or feeling of the of the video basically, and yeah. um, you can have a totally different feeling if if the song's different, you know, or mm-hmm. different kind of. Um, song so um, yeah so I think the, the music and, and the words is uh, yeah it's it's a very important element I mm-hmm. think of the making wedding films yeah yeah what, what, what kind of uh, music genres do you tend to pull from or yeah or in fact yeah. is it is it more of a case that the couple you go with more about what the couple genre they like um, no usually I mean usually but I find that the couples that kind of get in touch me in touch with me for the for the videos they they're usually on the I guess they like what they see and hear so they're usually just kind of on the same page when it, in regards to kind of the music and the the whole how it feels and sounds so yeah. um usually when it comes to selecting music I just select it myself and and just try and find something I think sounds kind of tasteful and 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 evokes some sort of um feeling mm-hmm. um and um and yeah so I I usually just uh I do that, you know, later on in the process when I sit down and to edit it. Um, and, um, you know, I spend hours uh, just going through music bed and art lists and um, <laughs> just trying to find, you know, s- stuff that sounds nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and that, that, that's no hyperbole either. Like, I think you do, you could spend a whole day easily yeah just oh yeah trying to find I've spent days. yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's really yeah. painful uh <laughs> it's really painful i don't know about you but yeah. when i'm editing i tend to edit in like oh i mean almost like chapters um mm-hmm. so you got the introduction section and i'm usually after some kind of audio that's quite punchy and like it's going to grab someone's attention straight away maybe i'm going to try and confuse uh with the visuals mm. and, and have it be quite chaotic and then it goes into yeah. like the preps or, or it goes into a speech and it's more of like a, yeah. a t- completely different tone. Yeah. yeah and then, yeah, and then yeah. again, it's like, okay, then up and down. So I'm trying to find different styles yeah. of music that works yeah. for me, works for the couple, works yeah. for the film. And it, yeah, it can, yeah, with those, exactly. yeah, it can, it can be, yeah. a, a daunting I think that's, I know, I know. I think that's why video just takes so long, much longer than photos to, to, yeah. to do because it spends so much time trying to, put the music together and edit it nicely yeah. and creatively and mm. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, so what, what, what's your approach to, to recording audio? Uh, cause again, Scotland can be crazy out in the wilds. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we haven't even t- touched on your audio gear. So what, what's, mm. what's your approach there? Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, if if the couple has just some words they wrote to each other or something like that, or passages uh, from a poem or a story, um, I'll I'll record it inside where it's all controlled and, and nice, yep. um, you know. Um, and I use um, I just use a test cam. Uh, I think was it called the Tenor DL? I think it's called something like that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Called. DR um, DR10. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I use, I use, I've got a couple of those that I use. Um, yeah, so with Dave and Fran, um, obviously it was the top of a, a mountain in uh, Glencoe. So um, I just put their, their their mics under their jackets um, just to try and kind of stop the, the, the wind mm-hmm. uh, hitting them and also had like a, 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 what do you call it, a dead cat. Yep, I think it's yep, called uh, yep. on on there so to help a bit so mm-hmm. um, and and you know there's parts during their um, their their talking that you can hear the wind and um, you know, not, not much you can do about it really um, yeah because it was pretty strong wind so mm-hmm. um, you know so I just kind of did my best in post production to kind of um, just just tone it down a bit mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 wind sound so yeah and you, are yeah. you still using the same audio device. Um, the, the test cams. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Still using the test cams outside. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I bought that little, um, Sony, um, I think you guys use it. The, I saw you guys the, using the it. The TX650? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 650. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've got, I've got one of those too, um, which I've used as like a little backup kind of thing. Um, oh yeah. Cool. Um, and, uh, they're, they're, they're quite good too. Easy to use. So you can put them yeah, in. They're, yeah. The convenience of them yeah. outweighs some aspects of it because, you can't really use that outdoors because yeah, you need to sort of we have makeshift your own windshield for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we we bought yeah. some dead cats for them. Yeah, that just slip on. Yeah. So as long as they remain on, and you can. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I find this very useful if the bride has a dress, and usually mm. she's got like a shawl, so yeah. you can kind of hide it in the dress under the shawl. Um, and it's mm. definitely good if, I mean, it's super useful if you're battling against a windy day. Yeah, definitely. Um, and do you, with, with, when micing up grooms, do you put the mic under the jacket or out, most, outside? Most of the time, windy? just clip it to the lapel on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. Sometimes we will go sort of under the jacket or under the tie mm-hmm. and sort of hide it under yeah. there. But yeah. most of the time, it's just clip it on the outside. Yeah, because yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah. not. So when we go to Mike, I don't know what you're like, but when we go to Mike, we have we check the levels are okay, but it's not yep. like we plug in headphones to make sure there's no rustling. Mm, mm. So in most cases, we will take the safer approach and not put it underneath too much. Yeah. Okay. Unless it does have a, a, a windsock or, or a dead cat, in which yeah, under yeah. the tie, or yeah. if I know. The, the brides might it'll maybe go a little bit lower on the on the lapel perhaps yeah. um but we don't have one one way of 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 doing it okay what about yeah, yeah. what about you are you plugging headphones in to make sure there's no rustle or uh no no i, I um i i didn't I, I haven't uh no i just um uh i just i just uh i Put it. I just put it under the jacket, under and uh, and hope for the best. best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And it was fine. So yeah. Would you yeah, like yeah. to ask the final question? So of the bef- before we get into the Q the Q and A section from some of our listeners, yeah. Last question we always like to ask every guest is, what's your one sort of piece of advice for any newcomer to the industry? If you were able to give one piece of advice to anyone just starting, yeah, piece of advice, um, yeah, um, just um, I guess uh, one piece of advice would be um, just never, never stop uh, learning and um, 
always just have an open mind. Um, be be willing to adapt and evolve your style and um, you, you know everything. Um, you know, I, I think if you want to, you know, be long, you know, have a, a long kind of rewarding career in this industry. I think um, you you need to be constantly learning and and learning new skills, opening your mind to to new possibilities and. Um, and just keep pushing yourself to, to be out of your comfort zone because um, I think, um, you know, it happens to all of us, you know, sometimes you just slip into this kind of comfort mode and you don't try and innovate or try as, as much or, you know, and um, that's when, you know, you know, sometimes you just have to wake up and, and, and realise that, oh, you know, shit, I need to, um, you know, I need to put, get out of my comfort zone a bit more. Yeah. And, and change things and evolve. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's that's the number one thing that's helped, always helped me is just, um, you know, just focus on what you're doing, your work. Um, try not to focus too much on the noise and what other people are doing and, and just do the best work possible that, that you're happy with and that your couples are happy with. Um, and um, and just, yeah, just continue to to, to, to want to learn more. Hell Yeah. Dylan, thank you. Thank you so much uh, no, no, for, for being you. with us during this tech, terrible <laughs> tech time. Uh, I've, yeah, thank you so much for, for continuing to be on, even though we're running way over. No, um, thank, thank you guys. It was an absolute pleasure to, to finally uh, do this with you. And I'm really, yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, and you'll be glad to know I will, I will stop pestering you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it again. We'll have to do it again sometime. Oh, fine. Yeah. Th- yeah. Three years time. I'll, yeah, I'll, three years. <laughs> I'll start pestering you. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see if you you're starting to do big weddings and yeah. We'll see how yeah. your transition yeah, to Sony was and yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, for people um, out there who who don't know where you are or want to see more of your work, uh, where can people find you online? Yeah. So um, uh, thekitcheners.co.uk. Um, is our website and um, and on Instagram, um, just the Kitcheners, one word. Yes, and um, actually, you you have a lot pack, so um, pimp that while you're here because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we have um, we have a, a color and black and white preset that we use in our photography. Um, that's um, we, which we teamed up with uh, Develop uh, to make, um, and that's um, available at um, over on the Develop uh, website. So it's a DVLOP. Um, uh, dot com and uh, yeah you can get our presets there very yeah. very cool and people can find us online at cinematefilms.co.uk on Instagram and Facebook at forward slash cinematefilms we're now on YouTube as well the link to that will be in the show notes but you can just search for the podcast um, we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by cinema for as little as a pound every month you can join uh, the podcast jo- join the podcast you can support the podcast and uh, for the price of a coffee every month you can get access to the Q&As and other bonus content um, that won't be available anywhere else if you don't have any money to give that's absolutely fine you can hit subscribe wherever you hit subscribe to your podcast I'm absolutely butchering this outro. <laughs> uh, and you can get the normal podcast for free. If I could ask you to leave a review, I'd love you. Um, and we'll give you a shout out. However, in the meantime, enjoy your life. <laughs>